Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. Welcome back to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, John Chapman. You can reach out to me on Twitter at JL underscore Chapman. And I'm a little sad, guys, not going to lie. This is going to be the final training camp report. We just concluded our back-to-back days, open practices with Denver Broncos. And the reason why the end of training camp is important is because there are no more open practices to the press. For the 49ers, which means no more practice reports on the internet, which means no more practice reports for us either, which is sad, but hey, it's been a fun 15 practices, and man, you know, I went back and looked, we have put out 15 episodes, the 49ers Rush podcast, since the start of training camp, covering the games and all those things, and we're just going to keep rolling. Now, it's going to get really busy for the 49ers, because we play, we have the Monday night game, so we have the latest week two preseason game which will be monday at denver at the denver broncos then after that we will have three games in 10 days so we have our monday night game at denver then a saturday game at kansas city then the final thursday game versus the chargers at home so uh, that's going to be it's going to be going pretty quick so even though we're not going to have training camp reports those type of episodes we're going to be breaking down a lot of the games going on so Lots of stuff going on. Now, I will say this. After that kind of rough 10-day stretch with three separate games, we're going to get nine days off, as will almost the entire NFL, because they always wrap up the preseason on that Thursday. So then they can do cut downs the next two days. And we'll have nine-day break before the start of the regular season versus Tampa Bay. Our first game is Sunday, September 8th at Tampa Bay, which is just going to be an absolute blast i'm so excited we are so so close now thank you just want to give a special shout out thank you to eric branch matt barrows matt mayoko along with lots of other people that covered training camp but those three definitely man they put out some great stuff so just want to say thanks to them and all that they do and what we're going to do now before we jump into the back-to-back open sessions with the denver broncos We've got a lot of injury slash transactions going on, uh, updates on each player and what to expect. But right off the bat, we got to say, eh, I know that I'm kind of an a-hole. I get that. And sometimes my fandom kind of supersedes my <laughs> humanity, which isn't good, but whatever. Greg Maben got cut, and I went quick to the Twitter machine to celebrate, and I realized that that is a, a grown man with a family that has put his sweat and tears in this team. So I just want to apologize on it. Nobody called me out on Twitter, but um, I, I just felt bad after that. Whatever. So Greg Maben is waived, uh, which is probably good. His play definitely did not warrant being an NFL cornerback on the 49ers. I don't care if he plays for somebody else, it's not us. And we brought in Quentin Rollins, which I'm a big fan of this kid. You know, I, I 
got my start into the writing podcasting world with the NFL draft coverage, and I've been doing that for over eight years now. And I remember Quentin Rollins whenever he came out. He was a second-round pick in 2015 for the Green Bay Packers, and he came out of Miami of Ohio. I love smaller school guys just because usually what you're going to find with there is either elite production um, on the field stats, whatever, or elite prototypical size weight speed type of things he's 5'11 195 he started 15 games in his career in the nfl over the last three years but he is a his special in college was ball skills he gets his hand on the football a lot and he's done that in the nfl too which is interesting because he's bounced around a lot because of injuries which is why we got him we got pretty lucky three interceptions and 16 passes defense in his three-year span but again he was kind of in a spot backup duty. He was a dime linebacker for a while. but um, And he goes in in his very first practice against the Broncos, and he gets a pass breakup day one. So a great start. Excited to see what he can do if he can kind of push those younger guys that are fighting for that nickel role behind Quan Williams that is out. Right now, that's interesting, just how it's going to play out. Mike Pearson got really, really scary, and then we were able to catch our breath. Our starting right guard, which, again, you know, I've been very adamant on this podcast just how the safety position and the interior offensive line – both are huge areas of concern, and we did not address either of those. But Mike Pearson is seen in a walking boot after practice Friday. So we practiced Friday against the Broncos and Saturday against the Broncos. The good news is everybody came out and said it's not too serious. It was just a foot strain. He didn't miss any reps Friday. He was able to kind of play through it. Um, not sure if he will be playing on Monday. They have not ruled him out yet but and he and this is probably why it's important it's not that big of a deal if mike pearson is out of the the first or the second preseason game but what it is a big deal is don't expect to see jimmy garoppolo out there for very long if we don't have the majority of our starting line now western richburg's going to be out ben garland's going to be the center there just like he was the first week but Who's going to be stepping in for Mike Pearson? You know, Najee Torin was the first guy that went with the starters on Saturday. Daniel Brunskill also got some work in there at backup. He, he's backing up almost all five positions now, Daniel Brunskill. He, he's fighting for a swing tackle spot. He's fighting for the left and right guard backup spot. And he's even got a little bit of center work, even though I think they're going to kind of move him out of that. Doesn't seem like that's going to be a spot, but it's going to be interesting. And then on top of that, Man, let's just assume a doomsday scenario. Mike Pearson can't go. Mike Person, sorry. I know I people get pissed whenever I say that. Mike P- Person can't go week one of the regular season. Well, it's going to be a huge thing because you got Najee Torin versus Joshua Garnett, which I do want to say Joshua Garnett. We got some good news on him. They are casting up his hand, and he should be back next week. So it seems like he's still going to have a, one last opportunity to get in there and compete for a possible starting job. Uh, he's going to have that. Or do you move Ben Garland into that spot? Because you're hoping Western Richburg's going to be back week one. So he's at center. Do you feel comfortable moving Ben Garland back to right guard and then have him the backup center as well? So there's some definite lots of options that we could do there. Uh, We're going to have to kind of see what goes there. Matt Breida had a little bit of a shoulder issue. He was in no team drills on Friday, but he was a full participant Saturday. So that's a good thing. Kittle, uh, just no team. He's out there getting some work done, but um, he basically... 
you almost want to say he's not a participant whatsoever. His calf strain, calf tightness, whatever you want to call it. Julian Taylor missed Friday's practice with a back issue. Levine Toilolo, his shoulder kept him out of both practices. Also, Anton Exum Jr. had a knee sprain. Um, Saturday, he didn't practice, which, again, all, all these things, it's just getting, you know, Tarverius Moore a lot more snaps, which is just wonderful. So he's getting a lot more work. Mostert, um, his concussion, he returned to practice on Saturday, which is great news. We need some more running backs, even though we have a bunch. When they're all banged up, it's rough. DJ Jones with his knee issue, he was in pads on Saturday, but he was held out of a whole bunch of the, the team stuff. So he really was just kind of like a 25% participant. And so that's going to get us through our injuries. Man, there are so many there. Also, there was a report that uh, Jarek McKinnon Jet ha- he had that platelet-rich plasma injection in his knee. Very, we did the same thing with D Ford, and usually that starts a two-week timetable of rest, and you just want to see how it's going to respond. Now, a couple random notes real quick. There was a major fight that broke out. Two minor skirmish skirmishes, um, and it started with Marcel Harris. Now, um, I I was I'm not a Marcel Harris fan as far as the way he plays on the field. I love his energy. I love how he sells out every play. I just think that he's not consistent. He makes some of the worst mistakes of a safety um, that I've ever seen. But his positive plays are great, and he goes out there and he causes a fumble almost. You know, on Saturday, the second practice, right as soon as they started going team, and he was jawing a little bit. A couple plays later, he gets cheap-shotted and taken to the ground. And so as soon as that happened, the 49ers' defense just goes bananas and starts going out there. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley was the first one in there. He came in hot. He didn't throw any punches, but he tried to body slam a dude. Um, Two Broncos players were ejected for throwing punches. Uh, Nobody of real significance, but uh, supposedly no 49ers threw punches. There were some pushing and shoving and throwing people on the ground, but no punches. So take that for what you what you want. Jimmy Garoppolo had a pretty good two days. Friday, the very first day, he comes out and he completes eight of his first nine passes, then through an interception. Um, he finished the day 10 of 15. He did not uh, throw a touchdown, even though he hit Ross Dwelly in the chest and he dropped a touchdown pass. That was awesome. So uh, nothing special. Uh, he didn't get... I mean, whenever you're only throwing 15 passes in team drill, I think that kind of lets you know. Uh, it's it's equivalent to getting about a half of work in, which, again, if we're looking at the Denver Broncos game Monday night, do not expect Jimmy Garoppolo to play more than one series. I think just one series and that's it. Game three, I think you could expect the first quarter, but that's it. Our head coach does not like playing starters in the preseason. He just doesn't. So uh, don't expect too much more of that. Saturday was a decent day, nothing really special. Now, couple thing with Dante Pettis. Now, any of the practice reports, there wasn't really any write-ups on C.J. Bethard or Nick Mullen, so I don't really have much there. But Pettis, there was some stuff. His trend continued versus the Broncos. He's always by himself out there but probably would have been one of the best plays for the offense in the camp was Friday. He was able to stack the corner off of a double move and just had so much space. Jimmy throws just an awesome 35-yard over-the-shoulder pass just right in the basket, and he dropped it with nobody around him. 
this is what he's going to have to overcome, which it's fascinating to me, you know, as a person that thinks considers himself a draft analyst or whatever the hell that means. Like whenever you're grading players in college, you try to figure out how will this player be successful and what, what about his repertoire or whatever would be something that would stop him from being successful at the next level. And with a guy like Pettis, touchdowns nonstop and he never dropped balls and he ran perfect routes so we'll just have to see if he can put it together i really do think it's starting to turn into a confidence slash head issue so um he's just gonna have to figure that out now good news um marquise goodwin a few different Denver Broncos beat reporters said if they had to pick one surprise, it would be Marquise Goodwin as probably the offensive MVP for both teams over the back-to-back days of joint practices. Supposedly, his speed was just undeniable, and there wasn't really anybody that was around him the majority of the time. He received the most uh, targets and had the most catches of any of the 49ers wide receivers so offensive mvp is going to go to marquise goodwin richie james had a great play a 30 yard option route from jimmy garoppolo where him and jimmy just seemed to be on the same play a safety was bailing deep and so richie james said that on that play he had the option of turning on the burners and trying to beat them deep or just sitting the route down he sat the route down and as soon as he turned around the ball was just there waiting on him so big play there Offensive line stuff, man. Mike McGlinchey, he was the only 49ers lineman to go undefeated both Friday and Saturday in the one-on-one pass protection drills. Him and Bradley Chubb kind of called each other out, and they were going against each other on most plays, and McGlinchey shut them down every single time, which is absolutely awesome and what we love to hear. Bradley Chubb is hes a top 10 pass rusher off of year one. Like, that guy... He's pretty special. So Justin School, a little bit of up-down news here. He had back-to-back bad days, one-and-ones, team, inside drill. It didn't matter. Justin School is moving down on the depth chart. It seems like Sam Young is about to pass him. That is from Matt Barrows. And it just the writing is on the wall and continues just to downtrend Justin School, who I had almost as a lock making the 53-man roster. It seems like he might have a better chance to be a practice squad type of guy. Um, we still got three preseason games, and he's going to be getting a lot of work out there. But we'll just have to see what happens. Now, jumping over to the defensive side, you know, the 49ers defense dominated the very first game. They 100% just came out there and owned it, and all of the Broncos reporters were like, oh, we are bad. We are bad at football. And we saw this, you know, this is if we go back to the start of training camp, you know, a few weeks ago, this defensive line is impressive. And the pressure that they can get on, you know, they live in the backfield. Even though we got a lot of guys out, D. Ford, Nick Bosa, all that kind of stuff, it doesn't matter. Um, Now, DeForest Buckner just wrecked havoc. And, you know, Spangarolo, Rello, their offensive coordinator, who is the quarterback's coach with the 49ers last year, said, you know, he came out and said on Twitter, 
He's one of the three best, and so if you don't plan to stop him specifically, he's going to wreck your team. Now, we didn't scheme to win these joint practices or a preseason game, so we didn't do that. And because of that, he just tore him up. He was in the backfield the whole time. Saturday's practice was a little bit more even, even though I still would give us the nod. Um, Flacco was very, very accurate, and he had probably the play of the day for the Broncos, probably the play of back-to-back days was he threw a fade route to Cortland Sutton, you know, the six-foot-four second-round pick out of SMU last year who just high-pointed it perfectly. Richard Sherman's outstretched arms barely got his hand on the ball, but uh, Sutton was able to out-jump him and made a hell of a play. But, I mean, just perfect coverage, but perfect pass, perfect catch, beats perfect coverage is just what it is. Tarvarius Moore. Got another interception on Friday's practice. He had three interceptions in two days if you go back to the last uh, 49ers practice against themselves. But uh, there is no denying this kid has ball skills and is a high-impact safety. The issue with Tarvarius Moore is consistency and hesitation. So when the 49ers are out there on defense Monday night, that is the number one player to watch. Hopefully we get a wide angle. The NFL is not going to release it. Um, So it's kind of rough. But anytime you can see Tarvarius Moore out there, watch him. Um, He is huge. And on Friday again, Robert Saleh came out and said, And I quote, Jimmy Ward will not be handed the starting free safety job when he returns. And he talked about, you know, with Tarvarius Moore, it's their job when they get the opportunity to knock the door down. And he has continued to improve steadily. So if we can get some strong plays, Tarvarius Moore wasn't, he wasn't even targeted in the first preseason game against the Cowboys. So I'm hoping... Uh, Denver will try to test him a little bit, and we can see what he can do, whether that's good or bad. We want to know in the preseason. <laughs> we don't want to wait till the games actually count. A couple guys got some nice pass breakups. There were no interceptions day two. Um, Jaquiski Tarts out there. He got a good pass breakup. DJ Reed did as well. Fred Warner forced a fumble um, in team drills. A wide receiver caught it going over the middle, and he was able to knock the ball out, which was awesome. And DeForest Buckner got two sacks on Friday and another two sacks on Saturday. This kid is unbelievable. Uh, Malcolm Smith got an interception on Friday off of a dropped pass from the wide receiver, which is great. And here's the... (laughs) They decided to end this joint session with a game scenario where each team got the opportunity to start on the 20 and do a two-minute drill to see what they could do, right? That was the idea. So the Broncos go first. They start on the 20. They got the running clock and all that kind of stuff. I think they had one timeout each. Well, the Broncos got to midfield and time expired. They didn't even get to get out there. They ran the field goal unit out there. It would have been like a 62-yarder, I believe, around there, 60 to 65-yarder. But the game clock dies right before they're able to get the kickoff. Their turn's over. Then the 49ers come out, and they get to execute their two-minute drill and move the ball down the field. They didn't get um, a touchdown, but they were able to get good old Robbie Gold out there for a 55-yard field goal to end the joint session practice, and of course he makes it. Robbie Gold, one of the most accurate kickers of all time. Really, really excited. Um, You know, I I even said this back in my very first initial 53-man roster prediction. He's the difference in two games. 
um, over a replacement kicker that we have with Jonathan Brown. Like he is the difference in two games. So whether we're seven and nine or nine and seven, that is an important thing. You can say we shouldn't pay a kicker that much. That's fine. Um, I want consistent field goals. Um, so anyway, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. I will be back as always. Uh, the game is Monday night. So when the game concludes, I will have a live reaction show that I will get out. It will probably be posted around midnight um, Pacific Standard Time. So just kind of look forward to that. That will be waiting for you um, Tuesday morning when you drive to work. And then it's going to be kind of difficult to get three pods in for each game because, uh, man, time is just flying off of the, the handles here uh, it's it's not a traditional week because we have the monday game then we play saturday so we lose two days then we have the saturday game then we play thursday we lose two days there as well so i'm going to try to get as much content out as possible and if you haven't already if you want to help out the 49ers rush podcast please leave a review wherever it is that you listen to this uh, whether that's itunes youtube spotify whatever it doesn't matter Please rate and review the show. Helps us out a lot. But stay strong, faithful, and we got a game for some Monday Night Football. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.